Jesus. You know, she poked, obviously. She poked, right? And I thought it was just like a you know, normal poke. But it was like, you know, I, I, was, I looked at it and I said, oh! And I, like, I was like, I started yelling to my wife, Code Red, Code Red, Code Red! And, and it kind of just came out of nowhere. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and she came and she came running, like, chow, chow. Help. <laughs> <laughs> it's dad's night welcome back to another episode of dad's night presents time out with omar and samer today is the 12th episode but sadly the season one finale but we won't shed a tear because i have my magnificent co-host omar here with me again and another special guest a guy that has many basketball accolades but could not stop me in college but before getting into it omar how you feeling tonight Omar, they're magnificent. I like that. <laughs> By the way, just so our guest knows, these compliments are very new. He wasn't doing that in the in the beginning of season one. So I like this. Hopefully, it'll continue into season two. Yeah, I had to. I had to definitely uh, Google some synonyms for like incredible today. So <laughs> some big words out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excited, excited for for Dad's night. Uh, we met. Uh, our guest and, and I met briefly once before, but excited to, to get you a little bit more tonight, man. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for joining, Brian. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling well. You know, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. You know, I'm excited uh, excited to be here. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for Dad's night, man. I'm, I'm Hell yeah. It's like yeah. Dad's night. <laughs> um, so me and Brian actually go way back. Uh, I was his teammate in college. Well, we were teammates in college. Right. walked onto the team at University of Delaware and um, it was actually just a great four years for me uh, I think we were there together for three years at least um, so you know it's it's cool like we say in every episode it's cool to see our friends kind of becoming dads from like the people we knew them as and then who they are today so we won't dive too much into the history of Brian Johnson at uh, University of Delaware because I've seen some some interesting sides of Brian. That's a good thing. But nah, cool, man. Again, thanks for joining. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, so Brian, what were you up to before this, before you hopped on with us at Dad's Night? Oh, man. Uh, before this, uh, my wife and I, we normally, um, you know, we normally read bedtime stories to our daughter. So around like 530, uh, read bedtime stories. Then we give her a, a quick shower. Uh, and then after that, man, we kind of just, we put her down, try to have her down by like six, six thirty, six thirty around that time. So it was bedtime for us around here. So it was, uh, it was good. What was, what was tonight's bedtime story? Uh, we, we read, um, it's called, uh, No Problema. So it's like, it goes into like this little, like, um, you know, llamas swim llamas sing llamas will try anything and then always at the end it goes no problem so, like, <laughs> so every single page is you know something different and then at the end it goes no problem <laughs> she just gets a kick out of it so man, that's, dude that's awesome especially if you say it like that man that made me laugh too exactly. yeah, we might we might have to go on uh instagram live and just have our dads like read story times that would be awesome <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> so brian tell us a little bit about yourself man where where are you from uh what do you do for a living are you married how many kids what ages whatever else you want to tell us yeah, um, you know, originally from Mer uh, Annapolis, Maryland. Um, you know, I went to school, obviously, as Sam mentioned. You know, I went to the University of Delaware, uh, played there, was a scholarship athlete. Um, 
you know, and then, then I jumped right into coaching, you know, after, after playing and, and, and uh, you know, busting Sam up throughout, throughout practice and giving him the business every single day that I could, um, you know, I decided I wanted to get into coaching. You know, I tore my ACL and had some bad injuries. Um, you know, going into my senior year, I tore my ACL. And I came back, tore my meniscus the third day of practice. And I came back a month later and then tore my ACL at the end of the, end of the year again. So I uh, had to go down a different path. And uh, so I jumped right into coaching. Now I've been coaching for the last, well, I think I'm going on to, into my 10th year. I can't believe it's, it's been that, uh, you know, it's been that long since I've been in college, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I met my, my lovely wife, uh, Allison, and, um, you know, she's, she's been great. And, and now we have a, a 10-month-year-old daughter who is who's our world, you know, especially during this coronavirus. She's everything to us. So, you know, we're doing everything we can do to make sure we give her as much attention and, as, that she needs, you know. So, yeah. Hell yeah, dude! Uh, I, and I know Allison personally, and she's all obviously amazing. But she also has Lebanese in her, so you know, <laughs> <She does. laughs> double the points there. So <laughs> she does, she does. Greek, Lebanese, and Italian. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, that, that's a good combination right there. <laughs> hey, Omar, I tell you what, man. This, this when we got married, this guy Samer was all over the dance floor, man. Goodness <laughs> gracious. That sounds about right. <laughs> he was all over the dance floor. And my wife, they they loved it. You know, everybody from her side of my family loved it. Yeah, he's a, he's a party starter. Yeah. yeah that, was a, that was a fun wedding. That was a good time, man. It's a good time. It's a good time. And what's your daughter's name? Uh, Emery. Emery Rose Johnson. Emery Rose. I like yeah, Emery Rose. So, yeah, it's a game, just a name that you know I, I came up with, uh, Emery, and then Rose is the middle name of my wife as well as my mother-in-law. Um, you know, their their middle name, so it kind of kind of went with each other. You know, so that is a beautiful name. Well, um, and I've seen pictures of her. I haven't actually met her yet, so I'm looking forward to meeting your daughter one day soon in the future. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, she's a beautiful young uh, young angel in the streets. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Keep her out of the streets, huh? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, now, so Brian, uh, again, uh, and I'm going to call you B. Johnson for the rest of this because that's who you are to me. So, uh, B. Johnson, that's who he is. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bring up all the other nicknames, but uh, you started talking about like you know your career in basketball and basketball being one of your hobbies, and you know you started this conversation a little bit you know, with some lies saying that you used to whoop my ass, but we know, we know the facts here. Um, but do you still uh, play a little bit or kind of, have you been able to keep up with the hobby of playing or is it, has it quick um, just shifted directly into coaching? You know what? It's, it's really shifted. Um, it's kind of shifted really into coaching, you know, and I haven't been able to really get out there as much as I can. Um, you know, just because my knee, I got bad knees, man. So, you know, if I'm out there playing and, and one of these players show me up, I, mean, I won't be able to, to live off my college days, you know. So, uh, but no, I just I just really just try to just work out, but, but also try to stay fit as best as I can, you know. And and I think, to be honest with you, it's funny because my little girl, I feel like she's, she really inspired me to kind of just start working out. Like I lost 30 pounds this year because of her. You know? mm. I give it to her. Um, because, you know, I just want to be able to get out there and play, you know, when she gets older, you know, so, 
but no, I haven't been able to play as much as I want to or, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's still great to feel like you can potentially get out there though, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I, I, you know, you probably use the excuse that you're kind of washed up now, but we, you know, we all know you've been washed up for a while with that broke jumper, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just I'm going to, I'm going to need to go back and look at some tape from the college days to really make an accurate assessment here, because <laughs> I don't know who to believe right now, <laughs> you know, cause I saw, you know, I've seen Samer a couple Samer still got, you know, he's washed up for sure, but you know, he still got it, but I'm going to have to go back and look at some tape. I mean, I might not be able to play still, but I guarantee you, Samuel will never beat me. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, he's still very competitive, which I can I'm appreciate and love. <laughs> I will. I will say this. I, it was. It was. Uh, and this is a short story, but I remember it was my junior year, and I don't know if you remember this, Samuel, but it was my junior year, probably one of the best years I've had. And Samuel was. Sam was pretty good. He was. He was always competitive, always pushing me. And I told him at the end of the year, I was like, man, I said, I appreciate you. I said, because, uh, you know, you made me a better player. Like, every day he pushed me to be better, man. So, Hell yeah. I appreciate it. Still, Hell still yeah. So. My man. Yeah, we, we. it was fun, man. I mean, I, like, walked on, and then I was this little Arab on the basketball team. First looks, they were like, yo, who the hell is this little-ass kid? Right. Um, but Brian was always, always one of those guys that, like, had a positive attitude, always worked hard, always pushed people himself. So um, I know that's going to translate to your daughter in the future uh, just because of the guy you are. So I'm excited for that. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. It was one thing I was jealous of with Sam. So he could dunk and I couldn't. <laughs> hey, you, you dunked it one time, though. You yeah, did one dunk. Time. Yeah, one time. It was off an alley-oop that, like, you know, that anybody could have thrown. So yeah, <laughs> I, that, that I have seen a video of because Sam definitely was like, yo, check it. He sent me this YouTube video <laughs> when he was like 18 or something. He's like, yo, check me out. <laughs> oh, uh, do, you, do you, Brian, do you have any funny, like funny or even just favorite coaching stories of somebody that you've been coaching over the years? I mean, you've been doing this a long time at this point. Oh, man, you know what? It's really just the camaraderie. I would say uh, being on the bus, you know, um, back when I was at Prince George Community College, we won a big game. And, you know, me, I'm, I'm, I'm an upbeat, funny, goofy guy, you know, and the guys are in the back playing to the future, I think. And uh, too much sauce. That was the song. <laughs> so like as they're, as they're like playing it we just won a game I kind of just bob back there just, <laughs> just slide in there and just start dancing and, and guys are going crazy so um you know I mean there's there's so many moments that you just kind of cherish but that's that's the one that kind of pops in my brain is just that that too much sauce that future <laughs> yeah that's man. awesome man do you think uh, anyone you're coaching right now um is going to go pro uh, we have some potentials, you know, they keep working hard. You know, I think, I think we have some potentials guys that, that, uh, that put in the work for sure, you know, and, and that's half the battle right there. Just putting in the work and being productive. So we just got to keep working and, and, uh, you know, kind of let things take, take their course. And, and hopefully by the senior year, they have a chance, you know? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, a good, a good coach, like that extends beyond the court too, right? Like even if, you know, somebody doesn't end up playing basketball professionally, it's like that mentorship uh, is just so important at that age, I feel like. And everybody that I've seen 
Uh, and I've met a lot of people who played, you know, for Delaware just through Sammer. So, you know, all you guys and, uh, and everybody kind of took that same attitude off the court, you know, right. it didn't just apply it to basketball. They, they applied it to everything that they did. Like you were just saying, you know, you were motivated by your daughter. Um, but that work ethic, you know, it sounds like it came from, you know, when you were, when you were much younger and, and, you know, playing sports and, uh, in, in college and, and then eventually started coaching. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. And I, I think that's the value of a, of a good coach is to really teach those life lessons and not just basketball, you know, it, like it's bigger than that, you know? So. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so, have, well, it's, so you didn't drop any names at any NBA hopefuls, but has anybody that you've coached before um, ended up playing professionally, not, not, maybe not even in the U S like internationally or anything like that. We had quite a few. Um, I can go back to my time being at UMBC. Um, Jordan Grant, uh, has gone on. He's a point guard. Jarris Lyles. I'm sure you guys have seen that, uh, he had a big time game against Virginia when they knocked them off. Uh, mm -hmm. I coached him. Uh, I can go to Will Darley who's playing in Germany right now. Oh, man. Uh, who else? Who else? I mean, I've, I've also played with some guys that are, you know, like Will Thomas, who was on a Final Four team at George Mason. Uh, he, he was playing in Spain last. I think he might be in Turkey. But, uh, you know, we, we've also played with some guys that, that have gone on and played, like Jamel Higgins and, and Devon mm -hmm. Sadler. Just uh, like I've kind of always been around guys that, that have played at the high level. So you kind of get to know what what a, a pro looks like right um so but yeah hopefully i'm 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 excited hopefully for this year you know with, uh, in the following couple of years to have a couple of seniors that, that could potentially grow that list you know yeah so, yeah oh yeah uh so so uh, brian i heard by the way i heard you just finished your master's congratulations thank you thank you uh, that's that's awesome what was your experience like I mean you sound like a busy person you know you've got a young daughter um, family coaching uh, what was your experience like just like having to balance all those things and then pursuing another degree as well like did you did you have any struggles doing that absolutely um I was it probably took me so I got a, a master's in management with a specialization in marketing and uh you know it took me about two and a half years to do it uh, I think the hardest part was just getting started and trying to figure out what, what do you want to get your degree in, you know, and as you stated, you know, I had a, you know, at the time I had a wife, um, full-time coach, um, you know, a, a baby that just came into the world 10 months ago, but, you know, even before that, nine months before, you're still trying to knock out work and, and, you know, I, I was a head coach, you know, last year and, so you're constantly invested in, in everything that's going on within the program. So um, it was it was tough, man. It was tough. You know, sometimes you're standing up, you're staying up till midnight watching film, and then after film goes off, you're standing up for another two and a half hours. Um, you know, writing a paper. You know, kind of felt like I was back at UD. So <laughs> <laughs> it was it was some difficult times, but you know, I'm glad I'm glad I got through it. You know, and, and I'll, I'll say this: I have a supportive wife that that really uh, allowed me to, to really like focus in on, on work as well as school. And, and, you know, she took care of Emory at times when she needed to, you know, at night and stuff like that. So. 
Absolutely. So was this, uh, you know, pursuing another degree, you're obviously going to have less time with the wife and the kid a little bit. Um, is this something that you guys talked about before actually saying, yup, I'm going to move forward with this? Yeah, well, kind of, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think when, um, cause I've been saying I wanted to get my master's for the last, I mean, since I graduated, you know, but I never really took that step you know, until I met Allison and she already kind of had hers. And I'm just like, you know what, let me, let me take this step. So I think when I pursued it, when I finally found a program that I wanted to do, and I think when I finally put some money down too and pay for it, it was like, oh, okay, now it's, now it's for real. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so it was, it was one of those things where, you know, it, it, once I put the plan into action, it was like, I can't turn back. I can't stop. You know, mm -hmm. I, I've already made an investment. So um, I think we just had those constant discussions on what our, what is my schedule going to look like going forward? And we kind of just planned accordingly to, hey, all right, this is my time to block out study. This is my time to spend with her as well as the family. And I think it worked, worked best for the both of us. And once I knocked it out and got it done, you know, now it feels great to kind of not, not be uh, worrying about one, uh, worrying about getting an assignment in at midnight or seven o'clock, you know, I mean, midnight at, at uh, on Sunday, you know, so uh, it's been great. You know, it's been great. So. That's, that's great. And that's, that's an amazing accomplishment. I mean, let alone like getting your master's, but also doing it while you're raising a daughter and having a family is always tough. Um, so what do you like, what do you think would, was that like, why do you think you weren't taking that first step to actually pursue your career or pursue this master's? I think I was so busy um you know trying to figure out life you know uh, you graduate and even though like I knew I wanted to coach you know I graduated and I found myself coaching at Goldie Beacom and it was a great opportunity experience but I wasn't getting paid so at the time I had two other jobs you know and you know I was, I was working for this uh, uh moving company and I was also uh, working at, <laughs> seasonal working at Toys R Us uh, and I remember, I remember those days I had three jobs, you know, cause you're a coach, you, you know, you're working over, uh, overnight shift and you're also working for a, a, cl a cleaning company. So I just didn't have enough time in the day or I didn't feel like I had enough time in the day, um, to, to really do anything. And then moving forward, you're still trying to grow in your career path. Uh, you're still trying to build upon, you know, trying to do what you do best in, in your profession and, and just trying to figure it, figure it out. And I wasn't able to, my mom always said this, even from a young age, I didn't really understand it until like probably about a couple of years ago, but time management, right? That's a big key is just time management. So I didn't really understand what that was until probably about two or three years ago. And I kind of just got my time in order and allowed me to pursue that degree. You know? mm. So I, that, that's what definitely was, was a big key for me, just finding time and, uh, and taking that step and having confidence in yourself to like know that you can get it done. So, Hell yeah. Well, well, it's it's too bad. First of all, it's too bad that your daughter will probably never know what Toys R Us is. Do they still have those? Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I think, they, I think yeah, yeah, I think they're, they're done. Bottom out, they're gone, right? Yeah, man. Those those are some rough periods, man. I I remember that at, at ten to six schedule, ten p.m. to six a.m. Whew. Yeah, I'm never going back. Oh, you had the late shift at Toys R Us, too, I huh? Late, I had the late shift, late shift at Toys R Us. Stocking, stocking shelves, man. That was the worst. 
Maybe we should have a dad's night R Us and just have all these toys <laughs> and just have the kids come through and just pick some out. <laughs> hey, we don't need no, we don't need more toys at this house. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Now, uh, Brian B. Johnson, this is I don't like calling you Brian. Uh, <laughs> this is this is cool perspective, and I, I do want to touch on something that you kind of shared uh, with a couple of us. Um, where you, you kind of said no debt, right? You said you pursued your degree, no debt. How much was that a factor into pursuing this, especially with a kid on the way? Um, you know, I didn't necessarily think about it um, too much. You know, I just tried to find different ways that I could pay for school, um, you know, and also try to not take out any student loans, you know, not to say I'm against student loans, but, you know, just try to make sure if, if I had to pay something, to pay it out of pocket, you know, and, and that was important for me because, you know, going, going to, going to Delaware on scholarship, I hear the horror stories, you know, from, from guys that take out, you know, take out large amounts of student debt, you know, mm -hmm. and, and how they're paying it back. And um, I, I believe in education. I, I value education. But it was important to me to make sure financially um, I put myself in a position, I put my family in a position moving forward that, you know, we're able to kind of stack up some money and not having to pay, you know, an institution, you know, for, for that, you know. So mm -hmm. um, it was important. It was important for me man, to make sure that, you know, if I had to pay something, I paid it out of pocket. And a lot of, a lot of um, you know, saving went into to planning and saving went into to making sure I could pay for my masters, and you know, it was it was it was great to kind of see that. All right, I don't owe anybody anything mm -hmm. you know, after I'm done. Like that's it. I don't, I don't owe anybody anything. So yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, are you? Uh, I mean, this is something that I'll ask. Like, are you gonna push your daughter to be an athlete so you don't have to pay for that college tuition? That's probably gonna be hundred thousand dollars a semester by the time she gets to college you know, that's a great question that's a great question for so you know what all right i married an athlete a, a, a former division one athlete i'm a division one athlete but if she doesn't play sports i, I won't be mad at that mm. you know i'll be okay with it you know i always say i just want her to be smart you know and i want her to you know to really educate herself you know in the books as well as, you know, outside the books too, right? So, um, you know, but, you know, if she decides to play a sport, you know, she had to play basketball, right? Like, yeah. you know, my wife's a softball player, but, you know, she has to play basketball. <laughs> can't play other sport than that. Yeah. Well, maybe she'll be a multi-sport athlete, right? Yeah. Just dominate all sports she plays. Oh, yeah. Then I'm, then I'm just getting, uh, getting ready for retirement early. I'm okay. <laughs> You know? <laughs> hey no man, the WNBA wages they're going up. Exactly. You know? like, exactly. You might, by the time she's uh, ready for the WNBA, it's probably ten million starting signing bonus. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I and I support and I support women women's sports as, as well too. You know, but uh, you know I, I'm 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 all for it. If she wants to play sports, you know, go ahead, do what you want to do. Um, you know, but if you don't want to play, like I'm I'm okay with that. I'm cool with that too. Mm. Yeah, didn't didn't Sam or Data Data uh, WNBA player back in the day or something? Did I? No. This story? I can't speak to that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna stay away from that question. <laughs> Did you? I don't know. No, no. Oh. Je my our, one of our previous 
Yeah, one of our previous guests thought I was dating Elena Deladon. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she added me on Instagram, no big deal, verified accounts, whatever. <laughs> so, well, well, Brian, you uh, you mentioned earlier some of your some of your injuries from uh, when you were playing basketball. Is that something that you would consider when you're, you know, kind of encouraging your kid to pursue her passions? If they end up being sports, uh, would that be something that you would bring up to her, or would you just kind of let her do her thing and and not really, you know, think about the you know the negative side of or implications of some of those pursuits? No, I would I would probably I wouldn't bring those up. You know, I think I think my injuries were kind of uh, freak accidents in in a way. You know, I, I don't know too many people that that, that tear the ACL twice and the meniscus. You know, all in the same knee you know, within a, you know, two and a half, three year span, you know, so, you know, I would kind of let her, let her figure that out, you know, got, uh, you know, God willing, none of those, none of those injuries happen, but I think for me, if, if, if uh, you know, none of those injuries happen to her, but if, but if it does happen, I think for me, it would be a great testament in the story to kind of tell her how to fight through adversity, you know, and I think that's all a part of just, not just the injury, but also life. You know, I could have easily gave up and just say, you know what? Because, you know, people who play basketball, Division One, Two, or Three, everybody thinks they're going to the league. So, you know, if if she ends up getting hurt, you know, I think it's just it'll be a great story for me to kind of tell her, like, hey, this is how I dealt with disappointment and failure and, and adversity, and this is how I got through it as well. So, yeah. yeah. No, and that's that's actually a good point because. Uh, when we were in college, I think that was one of the things that I always remembered. Like you were going through a lot, but you kept a positive attitude. You were always like there to support your teammates. More importantly, your friends, right? Like we were going through battles every day, but you were always there for us. So, um, you know, and then you can give me that 20 bucks for all these nice things that I'm saying to you. <laughs> I'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, cool, man. And, um, yeah, no, this is this is always cool to like just talk about these things and your perspectives, especially when you're thinking about the future of your kids, right? Like you learn you taught you were taught those lessons at, you know, between eighteen and twenty two years old, and you'll be able to share those with your children in the future. So yeah. cool. Yeah, no doubt. Cool. Um, Omar, you ready to move on to the next segment? Yeah, I'm I'm always ready for this. Thanks again for joining another episode of Time Out with Omar and Samer. We know you probably have your hands full at home these days between your kids whiling out on all your Zoom meetings and taking another long walk to the fridge. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, the easier the better. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free and there are creation tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now it's back to timeout. All right, slab. Oh man. Yeah. All right, it's the Daz Night Gun Show, and we aren't talking about those water pistols you call arms. All right. So what we're gonna do is a rapid fire round of question and answer. So Omar, take it away. Is it one more one word answers, or what we got? I mean, you can, it, no, they're not one word answers. Just answer, answer however you feel. But I mean, like, you know, let's keep it, let's keep it brief, you know, because <laughs> right. we're going rapid fire. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to go one after the other and I will not repeat the question. <laughs> All right. 
All right. Are you dunking more basketballs or dunking more donuts these days? Oh, donuts. If you could disinvent one thing, what would it be? Disinvent? Um, I would say, mm, disinvent um, cell phones. Who is the goat of basketball? Me. <laughs> what, what does your wife think is the most annoying thing about you? Oh, uh, <laughs> um, uh, that's, that's a tough one. Uh, the worst thing my wife thinks is annoying about me. Uh, I cracked my toenails. Go ahead. At what age do you think your daughter will start dating? Uh, 45. <laughs> What's your favorite basketball moment of your career? Uh, favorite basketball moment is scoring a thousand points at, at the, at the University of Delaware. Did you ever get into an altercation at the University of Delaware and state that, quote, you have been waiting for this day your whole life? <laughs> uh, I plead the fifth. Do you think, do you think it's possible to maintain platonic, do you think it's possible to maintain platonic friendships with members of the opposite sex? Yeah. What is the best dish? you can make, and it cannot be things that you heat from a bag? Uh, there's like, there's like shrimp pasta. Does that count? Like, that counts. Okay. All right. <laughs> What's the most impressive thing you know how to do? Impressive thing I know how to do is, is, um, mm, juggle. Could you stop Sammer in college? Easy. Do you, Easy. Rep, do you rep Annapolis or Baltimore? Oh, Annapolis all day. Big party or small gathering? Small gathering. Favorite cartoon growing up? Uh, mm, Batman. That was, that was a cartoon. Organic 2% or breast milk? 2% all day. Did you cry the day your daughter was born? Uh, no. Uh -uh. How many kids would you like to have? Oh, you won't get me in trouble. Uh, <laughs> I would say two. If you started a clothing company, what would you call it? Fifth member. And do you think Dad's Night is the number one podcast in the world? By far. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's the Dad's Night gun show. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Uh, I, was, I was surprised that you said your most impressive thing was juggling. I was going to say probably your singing ability. You oh. Know, how could you be so heartless? <laughs> That's a great story, by the way. That's a great story. Good times, man. Also, I don't think we've ever had anyone plead the fifth. My <laughs> 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 was like, no, your honor. <laughs> oh man, yeah. those are some good questions. It sounded like it sounded like you did some homework on those questions, man. <laughs> we we like to compile them differently for each episode. So right, right. Um, yeah, we try to, we like the personal ones that are very specific on someone's background. So, you know, we wanted to bring up a special moment of you and Juwan. Um, all right. So, out there. <laughs> so moving on. <laughs> um, all right. So we wanted to talk a little bit about your coaching career, especially as being a dad. Yeah. Um, so some of the things that we know as a coach, you have to travel, you have to recruit, you're on the road. So kind of talk to us about, you know, you being a coach and then your daughter being born and how that's kind of changed uh, your life a little bit. Um, 
you know, it's the it's tough. You know, it's tough, but it's also rewarding. You know, and I say that, you know, my wife. I kind of kind of go back a little bit. My wife was was pregnant when when I got the job at Binghamton University. Um, so you know, I, I left in early July. Um, I left to go spend a, spend the week with her uh, when she had the baby, and then that following week, you know, I was I was back at work. You know, and I was back in Binghamton. You know, when, when she was in Vermont, so three hours away. So. You know, it, it was it was tough, you know, being away from her, being away from the family until they moved here uh, to Binghamton. And, and even just throughout the season, you know, even throughout the season, like you're you're always gone. Uh, you know, you're a former student athlete, like you're you're always gone and, and you're always on the road. Uh, but, you know, the most rewarding thing is, is, is when you come home and, and you know, you kind of can wake up and see your baby and, and see your wife and, and know that they're safe and sound. You know, or when you come back from a, from a long trip and, and they're still awake, you know, kind of just waiting for you or, or my wife is still waiting for me. So, um, you know, being a coach is, is definitely, uh, it's not for everybody. You know, it's, it's for people who actually love, love what they do and, and love inspiring and, and helping kids become the best version of themselves. Uh, but it's also great to kind of have that support and, and have your family um, know that, you know, that, that they have your back no matter what, you know, no matter what you decide to go into. So, um, yeah, but it, it's, it's a challenge, but, you know, it's something that, that I love to do. It's something that I, 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 I love waking up knowing that I'm going into coach basketball. You know, how I many people can say that? You know, not, not many. But, you know, it, it comes with its challenges, definitely. Yeah. You, uh, well, two, two schools of thought. Yeah. So on the one hand, you know, do you worry about kind of missing like some special moments at home when you uh, when you're out on the road? Um, but at, at the same time, do you, you know, the way that I see it, it's like, okay, well, they also won't remember at that age that, you know, you've been gone. So it's like yeah. uh, two sides of that coin. Do you ever think about that? I do. Um, I do. And, you know, not the you know, this, this Corona, uh, COVID-19, you know, I, I selfishly it gives me a chance to spend time with my family. You know, I mean, I got a chance to see my, my daughter kind of pull herself up onto the couch and, and kind of just, you know, waddle her way to like one side, you know, while holding on to something, you know, I got a chance to see, see her, uh, her, her teeth, you know, her bottom teeth start to grow in, you know, and, and I might not have gotten that chance. You know, I might not have gotten to kind of wake up and, and be the first one to see it. Like I beat my wife to it this time, you know, and <laughs> you know, she didn't text or call me about it. You know, I told her, I was telling her like, hey, I think, I think Emily has, is growing some teeth on the bottom, you know? And so, you know, I, I do kind of think of those moments where, you know, I might be missing out on some things, um, you know, and, and that stuff uh, definitely creeps into your mind. But, uh, you know, you try to cherish the, the, the time that, that we have with them. And, and even now, just try to just spend as much time as you can with her. Because once this thing breaks, you know, you're going back into going back into work. And, and it's important for me to really um, appreciate the, the people that, that are living in this house as much as I can. So I'm, I'm constantly trying to, trying to be around and be involved and, and do whatever my wife needs me to do. Because, you know, I know eventually I'm going to 
or miss some things, you know? Yeah, yeah no, that's a, that's a cool uh, side of this whole situation to hear because, you know, a lot of people at this point, all they're talking about is like going stir crazy and all this. But then there's, you know, what you're talking about. It's like, you know, for somebody like you, you get to be there. So I think that's super cool, man. Yeah, Yeah, it's cool to hear like the little things of like that you notice as a dad, right? Like, obviously, we're not dads and we're trying to uncover these stories, but it's like little things like pulling, pulling themselves up, right? Like the closest thing that I have to that is seeing Omar pull himself out of a gutter after being all drunk on his Friday night. So (laughs) You know, it's, it's, we, we, we pulled each other out. We were down there together. <laughs> so it's, it's really cool on a serious note, like just really appreciating those moments. Right. And so like kind of in that same breath, when everything kind of slows back down and you're going to start traveling, yeah. are you kind of like not looking forward to going back? Cause you know, you're kind of going to be away from your family a little bit more, or are you really, really excited? to get back into the thing that you love? I think it's a combination of both. You know, I think I'm kind of spoiled because I, I am dealing with my, you know, a wife and, and my first child, you know? So it's it's pretty cool to be around. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool to just just hang out. Like we go to the park and, and, you know, we walk around the park and just kind of spend that quality time together. Or like like today, like we sat outside because it was, it was nice and sunny. So we sat in our in our driveway and just, just hung out and, you know, put, put some stuff down so where she can crawl around. You know, once that job starts, I won't be able to do that, you know, but mm-hmm. I also miss, miss, you know, I miss the everyday grind. I'm a person that, that loves to work, um, you know, that, that loves to be around his players and, and laughing and joking with guys and working guys out. So I do miss that too. So I, I guess for me, you know, you're kind of getting pulled in both, in both ways, you know, and, and, I'm kind of blessed too because you know my wife she she's very much in, involved and she likes to be around so you know there's times where she comes and visits me at work and mm. she brings Emery and and I you know I take that 45 minutes of lunchtime and, and just kind of shut off and and just hang out with them before I go back into the office you know so so I kind of get the comment I kind of get a little bit of both mm. that's cool man um and again like it's it's that yeah i miss it but i also am gonna miss this so it's cool to hear both sides of it um on your like future traveling and recruiting trips are you planning on taking your daughter and your wife with you or how does that really work in terms of like the coaching uh world uh it it all depends but for me you know like now you know being at binghamton like if i if i go on a recruiting trip then normally she you know, she goes home to, to her family. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty nice because then her, her parents can, can watch Emery and she can kind of get a break a little bit, but also spend time with her side of the family. So, um, but normally it's just, just me kind of going on the road for a couple of days, you know, doing what I need to do from a, from uh, from a work standpoint and then coming back, like she'll leave the same time I'm leaving. So we can meet each other at the house, you know, at the same time. So, but normally she just goes, she goes to her parents' house, you know, or, or, or somewhere else and, and stays there for the time being. So yeah. that's cool. Nice. That's a cool dynamic. I mean, obviously, again, I know Allison and I know what kind of person she is. And obviously having your family's help support you guys has probably made this a lot easier, too. Yeah. Yeah. Emory is blessed. She has some some phenomenal grandparents that 
care about her, that spends uh, too much money on her. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and in terms of just, you know, in terms of just like toys and clothes and stuff like that. But, um, but it, it's, she, she, she's going to be giving the world for sure. For sure. That's awesome. So, um, so Brian, you, uh, you know, it, coaching like players at the level that you coach them at, yeah. uh, is a very strict and disciplined, um, environment. Do you find that that bleeds over into your parenting as well? I mean, I know your daughter's young and, you know, I, I always find it funny. Like I see, uh, I like to watch a lot of cooking shows and, and, you know, you see like these characters that are super hardcore in the kitchen, like Gordon Ramsay calling people idiot sandwiches and shit. Like, <laughs> and then you see him, um, you know, cooking something at home with his family and he's just like this sweetheart. And you're like, where did that guy go? Do you, find, do you find that same sort of dynamic or do you bring that same intensity back home? And, and do you want to display that, that side of yourself to your daughter as well? I mean, I think anybody knows me as a, as a basketball player. I'm, I'm, I can be emotional and, and intense. Uh, but for like our players, like it's, it's a little different. You know, this is a new age. This is a new era that we kind of live in. So, you, you know, you can't really, that's kind of an old school coaching way. Uh, so I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not on, you know, I'm not Gordon Ramsay by any, by any means. Uh, but you know, I, I do, you know, I, I correct our guys, you know, I make sure that they understand, you know, the, the standard and the expectation that that's expected, you know, um, but, but you also, you get on them, you treat them like young men too, you know, and, um, but when I get home, I mean, I, it's, it's just, I, I she's only 10 months. You know, but I, I really don't see my, I see myself getting taken advantage of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I see myself getting taken advantage of already, you know, if she wants, you know, a piece of cheese or something like that. And I'm, I'm just like, all right, here. You know, but, uh, but no, she, she, you know, the way I treat, and I'm sure it's probably different, right? It's probably different than raising a boy from, a, you know, a boy from a girl, you know, but from every parent that I've talked to. Um, you know, they just say you, you treat your daughter, you know, so you're so gentle with her. You know, that's the word that, I, that I've heard over and over again. And so I, I feel like I'm so gentle with her in, in, in making sure that, you know, she feels the love and the appreciation that, that she's brought into our lives. For sure. That's cool, man. Honestly, that's a that's a real cool perspective. I, I was envisioning you're kind of like standing in the kitchen with a whistle telling her to crawl to the line and making sure she's touching the line and back, you know. So that's yeah. that's the Brian I know. We're gonna we're gonna wait till she's about twelve, you know. She's about twelve and if she decides to play some basketball and I have to be like her her twelve and under coach. You know, I'm going I'm to treat her, I'm going to treat I'm going to try not to treat her like how, you know, my, my dad treated me, you know. So. <laughs> wait, wait, what was it? What was that like? Was he hardcore on the, on the He was, yeah, I tell him all the time. I said, he, I said, uh, I tell my dad, he's, he, he was my biggest critic, but, but also my, my uh, largest supporter, you know. So he, he was, he was tough on me, you know, he was tough on me in terms of on the basketball court. He just wanted me, I come from a basketball family, you know, like, he played basketball at the college level. My brother played. My, my uh, cousin played at Penn State. We all played Division One. So, you know, it was just in him, you know, to kind of be a tough, hard-nosed coach. Uh, but he was a loving father, you know. So, and, you know, he was hard on, on, on me, but, 
you know, like any parent, you know, there's days you didn't want to listen to him. And, and uh, but, you know, I, I see now what he was trying to get out of me. You know, I see what he was trying to prepare me for. And, uh, hey, I mean, it sounds like it worked, man. Yeah, yeah, I benefited from it, you know. You know, so. Are you, uh, you going to get kicked out of more games, youth league games, than your dad in the future? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> my dad, he never got kicked out. He didn't, see, this is the thing with dad. He didn't coach everybody. He coached me. <laughs> That's the difference. He coached me. He didn't coach, he didn't coach the other 12 players. <laughs> but he was great. He was great. Uh, that's awesome. It's, I, it's love, so- I love thinking about, like, you know, just because, you know, I, I remember seeing, you know, dads out on the, on the soccer pitch or at the best one. Some of them are just, you know, they just get inappropriate out there. Yeah. But it's always the ones who aren't coaching, you know. It's just, right. like, on the sidelines, and it's just, like, you know, why is this dad trying to start fights at this 12 and under <laughs> soccer game right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, nah, that, that would have been crazy. No, nah, my dad was more just, you know, he was just, shoot the ball. You know, <laughs> he, was, he was that one, shoot the ball, do this, do that. But he was, it was, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun going back. So, yeah. For sure, that's cool. That's, that's awesome. And we, we like hearing the perspectives from, the dads about their dads, right? Like what they learn and the things that, because that, I mean, in reality, that will trickle down into the next generation, right? Like things that your parents taught you, you're going to teach your kids that because of the person that you are today. Yeah. I even, I even, and this is just a quick story. I even told my dad about three years ago, I got, excuse me, three years ago, I got inducted into my high school hall of fame. And, um, you know, it was a proud moment. And I remember, you know, I didn't write anything down. You know, I just kind of spoke from the heart. And I told my dad, you know, we, we had this big thing where my name went up and stuff like that. And I told my dad, I said, you know, that that, that name right there, Brian Johnson, is, is just as important as is, is just as important to me as it should be you. Like, that should be your name going up there as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 I, and I credit him for, you know, making me the, the basketball player as well as the person I am today. That's oh, awesome. Hell yeah, it's dad's night. Yeah, it's dad's night. Yeah, I thought I thought you were gonna shed a tear right there. I was like, oh. I thought, don't worry, I interrupted before I saw him go out. So I got you. Brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. He kind of had to lift his glasses and no, wipe his eyes. <laughs> nah, that's awesome, man. And he he obviously did a great job raising you and your brothers and the family you come from. I've always enjoyed interacting with them and talking to them. So it's cool, man. All right, Omar, you want to move on to the next question here? Uh, yeah, so we actually um, we actually wanted to to ask you if you had like uh, you know your funniest uh, experience or funniest story, you know, I know she's young again, but uh, your funniest experience or, or story of your daughter so far. and it can it can be whatever whatever you want. We know a lot of like disgusting things happen you know, when, when kids are like infants. Uh, but yeah, it's just something, something like funny, funny that was maybe your favorite or most memorable to you. Uh, um, man, um, I would say the funniest moment, and I don't know if it's necessary, it's, it involves her, but it, it's, uh, it's about my wife and I. So, you know, I, I'm a new dad. I had no idea how to change a diaper. You know, like, I didn't know what was going on, right? So it's probably within, like, the first 
maybe the first like month, like maybe first month and a half or something like that. And um, you know, she just, you know, she pooped, obviously. She pooped, right? And I thought it was just like a, you know, normal poop, but it was like, you know, I, I was I looked at it and I said, Oh, and I like I was like I, I started yelling to my wife, Code Red, Code Red, Code Red. And, and it kind of just came out of nowhere. <laughs> and uh, you know, and she came and she came running, like, what's wrong, what's wrong? And I was just like, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> I remember saying, I was like, I was like, I need help. <laughs> but you know, it was my time to like change her, you know, and I was just like, I need help, I need help, you know, because I just you know, freaked out for the moment. Uh, but you know, that was probably the man. That was that was something that now it's just it's natural. You, know, you just kind of get used to it. But uh, yeah, for any new dads, man, just be ready. <laughs> stay ready, stay as as my old coach used to say. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I changing someone's shitty diaper ain't something that I don't think you're ever ready for. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. I actually love like the the poop horror stories of dads. Like, yeah. like when I was a kid, my dad was watching me and I pooped myself, and I was young. Uh, it wasn't recent, uh, surprisingly. Um, but he basically was like, "Oh!" and he just like literally took me out to the front yard and just hosed me down. Like oh, he was just like, "Yo, screw this." <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm sure that's coming one day. <laughs> no question. No question. <laughs> or he just like hang you up like from from the side of the house. Nah, like, nah. He didn't even take my clothes off. He was just oh, he was just he was literally just white washing me down. I'm like just standing there like. Ah. <laughs> Dads, man, they're great. They're great. Um, all right, uh, Brian. So we're we're about an hour in. Uh, we want to move on to the final segment. Here, this has been super, super fun, and um, it's great catching up with you. So this last part is really three questions that we ask every dad. Uh, so the first one is, what's the best thing about fatherhood? Oh, hands down, uh, waking up, you know, now, like I said, she's pulling herself up and, you know, walking into, walking into her room while she's in the crib and, and seeing that smile is by far like the best thing about fatherhood, you know, and, and, and seeing, seeing that smile when she wakes up in the morning, and even if you had a bad night, bad night's sleep, uh, you just wake up and you see her and you just, you just, you start smiling. It's like, oh my goodness, you know, and, and it brightens up your day. And, and um, you know, it happened this morning, you know, that, that was, that was the funny thing about it, it happened this morning. So when I saw that smile, I kind of just, today's going to be a great day, you know, so um, that's the best thing about being a father and just, just knowing that you're, you know, you're, you're in control at this point of, of someone's life and, and every, everything that they, they depend on you so much, you know, that, that you just want to give her, you know, the best, best opportunity you're building towards that. You know? so, that's awesome. Yeah. Great answer. This is like one of my favorite parts because we get to see like, you know, little things that we we personally don't know what it's like. So it's cool. Um, all right. So next one is, what's the hardest thing about fatherhood? Oh, hardest thing is <clears throat> hardest thing is uh, your schedule changes. You know, you, you, your schedule changes. Like you, 
you know, she wakes up at, you know, six, six thirty, you know, which is, you know, that's not bad, but like, you know, you're, you're getting up at six regardless. Like you're not, you're not laying in bed. You're not sitting there. You're not, you know, uh, on, on Twitter, on Instagram, like, like your schedule changes and you have to adjust to, to them. You know, when she wants to fall asleep, you know, she's ready to fall asleep, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, just hardest thing is just, you know, adjusting to them and kind of just really putting your priorities in order and making sure that, that they come first, you know, and that, that your wife as well, you know, and at times, you know, I hear the stories about guys who get married and they forget about their wives. I think that's important too, you know, to make sure that your wife is, is um, you know, she, she still notices that you care about her, you know? So that's, that's a part of fatherhood, man, because you want to make sure that they, they know that you, that they're important to you. And it's not just about your baby, you know? Yeah. Damn. Another good answer. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last one here. What's one piece of advice that you would give other dads, soon to be dads, or people that want to be dads in the future? Uh, it would be, um, there's no one way to, to parent a child. And everybody, if you ask, you know, your parents, if you ask your friend's parents, you know, if you ask any, any, anybody that is a parent, like how, how, to, how to do this, they're going to give you 10 to 15 different answers. You know? And you're going to come up with your own way of, of parenting a child. You're going to come up with your own way of, how to discipline your child, you know, just based on your experiences. And, you know, my advice is just, you know, think everything through, take your time, um, give as much love as you can to your child, you know, but, but don't, don't get discouraged when things don't go, go your way or, or their way, you know, just take your time. I think it's important like to, to really just like parent your child the way that you see fit. You know, no matter what norms are going on at that time, like parent your child the way that you see fit. Yeah. That's my advice to everybody. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man, come come with some deep advice. Hell yeah. yeah. I don't think we've heard that yet. Yeah, no, we we haven't. And and I also, by the way, especially love um that, you know, we I've noticed that we never really had to bring up any questions about uh, people's relationships with their wives because without fail, every dad just has to like bring up, you know, the fact that their wife holds it down. Yeah, of course. More than, more than they could ever imagine, you know, and, and I love hearing that part of it as well. Um, be, you know, because it's, it just comes out so naturally from everyone. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's cool to hear, man. Yeah, no doubt, man. I'm lucky. I'm, I'm blessed. I got a good one. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, cool, man. Well, I think that's pretty much it. Brian, again, thanks for joining us. Any last thoughts or words here? And no, I appreciate you guys, man. You know, Sam and Omar, I appreciate you guys, man. Dad's night, baby. <laughs> dad's night. Dad's night, baby. <laughs> Go. Uh, well, I've, I've had a lot of fun. Uh, Omar, any last words for you? Uh, great, great season finale. Uh, awesome conversation with you, man. I hope to, hope to see you soon again in the future. Me and the family. Of course. Of course. Let's do it. All right, Brian. Well, you're officially out of timeout with Omar and Samer, and we will talk to you soon. All right, Brian. All right. All right. Can you hold on for a second? <laughs> <laughs>